0: Amen, and let me tell you what, the best thing you could ever do is to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Mary did find out for sure, but let me tell you what you need to know for sure, that He is your deliverer, He is your healer, He is your provider, He is your Savior. Amen? Amen. Amen. I joined Pastor Rodica and welcome you guys this morning. You look amazing. Uh, I would say you look almost as good as the first service. Let's see, would that help out uh, for those watching by first service? But then again, you look better than the first service because some of them were still <laughs> sleepy, okay? No, you guys look great, amen. So I'm always trying to pick on you somehow or another to put a smile on your face and, uh, because it is so good. You know you look so much better when you smile, did you know that? You're more handsome for you men, you're more beautiful ladies when you smile. So you can do yourself a favor and really up the ante of your value just by putting a smile on your face. (laughs) Amen. So, Alrenzo and Bianca, good to see you guys. Idaho released you back to Virginia. Praise God. You probably just came in from the plane. (laughs) That's awesome. So good to see you guys here. We pray for your family. We pray for you guys all the time. The Lord has used them tremendously all over the nation uh, since we saw them last, they've been, God's been using them in some mighty ways, but thank God they're able to be able to come back home, and uh, that's an exciting uh, transition, I'm sure, in their life. I can't wait to hear more about it, uh, so it's good. How many of you got big plans for Christmas? Anybody going out of town? Anybody making big meal and having family over? Yes. Well, you know, today's the first Sunday of Advent uh, as we light our candle. So we've got a safe candle in the house. This is our flame behind me. Uh, It won't burn anything down. But uh, it is the light of God that has come into this world through the birth of His Son, Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, where light comes, darkness leaves. Thank God He wasn't going to leave this world in the mess that it was in. But He had a plan. And His plan was to combat darkness and to combat evil with the righteousness and the light of His Son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus was willing to come. Amen? So we light our first candle in these four weeks leading up to Christmas to celebrate the plan of God. And the plan of God is to give us hope, to give us power, to give us deliverance, to give us anointing, and all that we need in and through His Son, Jesus Christ. So we celebrate Jesus. Amen? Amen. Well, hopefully this will put a little smile on your face. Uh, there was a teacher. She tells uh, her class, she says, you know, I want to teach you some arithmetic today. And Johnny, if I were to give you two cats and then two more cats and then two more cats, how many cats would you have? He said, seven. She said, oh, no. She said, no, Johnny, uh, think, pay attention now. Okay, pay attention. Look up here at the board. Look up here at the front. If I gave you two cats and then two more cats and then two more cats, how many cats would you have? And he said, seven. She said, oh, man, I thought you really got this arithmetic. Well, let me say, if I gave you two apples and then two more apples and two more apples, how many apples would you have? He said, six. She said, oh, well, okay. well, why when I give you two cats and two cats and two cats, you have seven? He said, because I already have one at home. (laughs) Better than that, two dogs and a cat die and go to heaven. And they're before the throne of God. And God says, well, before you can get entrance into heaven, you got to tell me uh, what you believe. you got to tell me what you believe. So he looks at the German shepherd and said, what do you believe? The German shepherd said, well, I believe that I am to be loyal and I am to be disciplined and I am to be faithful to my master. Good answer. Come be seated at my right of the throne here. And then he looks at the Doberman and he says, what do you believe? The Doberman says... Well, I believe in structure. I believe in protection. I believe in, in, in love and duty to my master. Good answer. Mr. Doberman, come sit to my left. So he looks at the cat and says, what do you believe? And the cat says, I believe you're in my seat. Okay. Anybody's ever had a cat, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, we're going we're to continue. Last Sunday, we were talking about, uh, as we're going into this Christmas season, that we better uh, take the Word of God to heart, and we need to make sure we go into this season with all the stress and with all the anxiety and with all the extra challenges and all the stuff that's coming during this season, we need to protect our head. And we talked about that helmet of salvation, and the salvation, that word is uh, from the base word sozo, meaning to be healed, delivered, made whole in every area of life. So we got to take the, the message of salvation, the message of sozo, the message that in Christ I'm healed, in Christ I'm whole, in Christ I'm prospered, in Christ... I'm the head and not the tail in christ i'm protected and we have to put that on our head we have to make sure we don't let the enemy come in with his lies and come in with his stress and come in with all this uh, anxiety in our mind and 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 steal our joy we got to put our helmet on we got to protect our head because let me tell you what if you don't protect your head the enemy has targeted it and he is definitely and he wins so much during this time of the year we see more depression, we see more heartache, we see more uh, breakups, we see more stuff in the, the, of, of the kingdom of darkness advancing during this uh, holiday season than any other time of the year. And let me tell you what, you've got to take the Word of God and you've got to do what the Word of God says and put your helmet of salvation on. That I am the redeemed of the Lord, that I am, re- uh, not uh, through His redemption, I'm healed, I'm delivered, every need's going to be met according to His riches and glory... I have the peace that surpasses all understanding. God has given me joy unspeakable and full of glory, and the joy of the Lord is my strength. You've got to take on these thoughts. You've got to hold on to what God says and, and, and reject what the enemy says, so you've got to protect your head. And then uh, today we're going to continue on in Ephesians 6 and 10 and look at our message for this day. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but he tells us here, we're wrestling against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this age and spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, God wants you to come through this successfully. He wants you to come through this victoriously. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, take in the shield of faith with which you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take on that helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. See, that's part of your weapon, that you, the praying in the Spirit is part of your victory, it's part of your success. Oh, church, you need to learn to pray in the Spirit more. You need to discipline yourself that I will allow the Spirit of, he- the Spirit of God to bring forth heaven's uh, message and heaven's dictates in and through my life as my Spirit communes with the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God communes with me. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful through this very end with all perseverance and supplication for all of the saints. I say it again, there is a battle. And God tells us it's not flesh and blood, but there is principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places that has you targeted. You need to know that, but you need not be afraid you need not be afraid so the four ingredients to winning any battle whether it's a battle over your health a battle over your wealth a battle over relationship a battle over victory over sin you got to know these four things you got to know them you got to know your enemy and God is exposing him here he is not coming to you in the flesh now guess what the enemy will do he will use the flesh the weakness of people closest to you, He will use to bring the spiritual attacks against you. And the God is telling us, don't get caught up in the face-to-face fight with the fellow man near you. There's a weakness in them the enemy is using. You've got to take the fight to the, to the real ring. You've got to take it to the real battleground, and that's in the spiritual realm. So you've got to know your enemy... <coughs> You gotta know how your enemy works. You gotta know his strategy and know his plan so that you are not taken uh, uh, by surprise. And then you got to know your God. Let me tell you what. Don't be this religious person that says, I went to church and and I I said a prayer. Yeah, I'm I'm a Christian. You need to know God. You need to spend time with God. You need to be in His Word. You need to be uh, communicating with Him spirit to spirit. You need to be praying. You need to be hearing as Sister Pearl said. You need to do more listening than you do talking because God will give you wisdom and God will give you instructions and God will give you encouragement and God will tell you where you need to go and what you need to do. Let me tell you what, you got to know your God. But you got to know yourself as well because God says, there's things I'm requiring you to do by faith. This atonement that my Son has provided in the atonement, all of this provision for you, You've got to, by faith, appropriate it. So you've got to know yourself. There's things that you got you can't do, that God has done for you, but there's things you've got to do at, 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 in receiving what God has provided for you. So you got to know yourself. And you got to know your weapons. you got to know that the Word of God is not just some flimsy Bible. No, this is a sword of the Spirit. This thing is sharper than a double-edged sword. The devil is afraid when you begin to declare the Word of God and speak the Word of God and stand on the Word of the God. The devil knows he's got no hope. He's got no chance. He knows he is already defeated. So you've got to know your weapons that God has given you. Amen. So these are some things that you need to know. And the reason being is we are in a battle. And in the battle that we're in, Satan has one particular weapon that he has sharpened the most and he has every demon trained as experts. They are sharpshooters with this weapon. This is, it's a strategy of the enemy and God exposes it in His Word so that we know that this is Satan's number one go-to plan he has other irritating and agitating things that he does but let me tell you he has one uh, a sharp honed-in plan to bring destruction in your life so one of the most effective weapons that satan uses is condemnation condemnation and i'll show you in the word exactly how the word backs this up because he knows that a condemned heart is a prayerless heart he knows that a condemned heart is a defeated heart. He knows that a condemned heart is an unhappy and depressed and a doubting heart, a fearful heart, a faithless heart, a discouraged heart. He knows that condemnation will put you in the place that you will not be uh, by faith have the ability to reach out and take hold of what God has pr- uh, provided for you. And he works overtime. I'm telling you his whole staff work overtime to condemn you to beat you up and to remind you of your mistakes and to remind you of the negative things that have been spoken over your life. Somebody can say a hundred good things about you and they can say one negative thing about you and 20 years later you're in my office and you're talking about that person and you're not telling me the hundred good things they said. You just remember that one negative thing. That was strategic. The enemy planned that. He has repeated it over and over and over so that he could break your heart, so that he could contaminate and weaken your heart. He is trying to bring condemnation in so that you do not have the strength or the ability or the the willingness to stand up against him as God would have us to do. And let me tell you what, we've all made mistakes. That, That is true. And God knows what you've done. So don't lie about your past, but repent and confess. Did you know God is faithful and just that he will forgive us? he will forgive us if we ask him to forgive us hallelujah and then he says here's what God says I take what your mistake the biggest mistake you ever made when you confess it before me and repent he said I take it and I cast it in the sea of forgetfulness he said I'm not even gonna remember it anymore now God he's on this shit he knows all things but he chooses not even to remember it anymore he cast it as far as the east is from the west so they'll never meet again. But that is not how the devil works. The devil will remind you of it over and over and over, and we got to learn how to deal with that. Because whenever Satan starts reminding you of your past, you just got to learn to rise up and start reminding him of his future. You got to say, wait a minute. You're going to be cast in the lake of fire that burns forever. You're going to burn in hell forever. You know what? You start telling him about the eternal abyss and what you've read in the word of God and how you're going to laugh at him when you see him one day being cast into that and say, that puny thing, that's what troubled the world. Let me tell you what. You start telling him of his future and he'll shut up talking to you about your past but if you're not geared up and protecting your heart he, you will allow the enemy to come in and beat you up he will beat you up and he will tell you uh, you're not worthy of this you you shouldn't be uh, allowed to do this you shouldn't do that you don't have any right to speak up here you got to learn to protect your heart because the Bible says that if any man be in Christ Is that not what I read in the Bible? That if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away, and all things have become new. Now, if that's not what the Bible says, somebody correct me, but I believe that's what the Word of God says. Now, if I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus and the old has passed away and it's under the blood and the blood didn't just cover it, but it washed it white as snow as though it never was there, then why am I allowing the devil to keep bringing that stuff up in my life? Why am I listening to him? You've got to protect your heart. You've got to protect your heart. And the protection of this area of our life is the breastplate of righteousness. And he tells us that we must put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now the Bible says in Romans 8 and 1 that there is therefore now no condemnation, no condemnation, no condemnation. Are you getting it? I'll repeat it till you get it. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. So God tells us to put on this breastplate of righteousness and the righteousness that He provides, it annihilates and and runs off the all condemnation so I encourage you today as Sunday last Sunday we put on that that helmet of salvation as we put on our souls as we put on the mindset that we're healed delivered prospered strengthened and blessed and favored of the Lord now we got to protect our heart we got to protect our heart from the lies of the enemy that we're worthless and that we're failures and that we've made mistakes and that we can never accomplish anything we can never finish anything the devil is a liar you got to put your breastplate of righteousness on. But n- not your breastplate, but God's breastplate of righteousness. There's a big difference there. Because Isaiah says all of our righteousness is like what? Filthy rags. So it's not about us trying to attain righteousness, us working hard at righteousness. We've got, that's what the devil wants you to believe. And just like all through the Old Testament, God proves to us you can't keep the law. You cannot, it was there and you broke it every time and it brought us to our knees and says, God, if you don't have a better plan, if you don't have a savior that can come and save us from our sin and save us from our own wrongdoing, then we have no hope. And he says, I've got a plan and I love you so much, I'm gonna send my only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God has made a way of righteousness. He's made righteousness for us. He says, I have made you righteous. I've made you holy. I have made you, declared you blameless. I've declared you free from sin. I declare that you had the right to stand before me. For I am Jehovah Sitkanu. He said, that's my name. This is my specialty. Just as I am Jehovah Rapha, your healer, and I am Jehovah Jireh, your provider, I am Jehovah Sitkanu. I am the Lord, your righteousness. So you can claim today that if I know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, He has brought unto me a gift that I did not deserve, but I didn't deserve salvation either. But this gift is a gift of righteousness. he That's who He is. And He brings His righteousness into my life. I'm telling you, church, it is a divine exchange. It is a divine exchange, and just like you would go and exchange something at the market or exchange with a friend, you've got to participate in this. It's not just what God did for us through His Son, Jesus. You've got to participate in this. For he who knew no sin, Jesus was made to be sin for us, that we would be made the righteousness of God. Now, he tells us in Ephesians 6, we got to put that righteousness on. we got to put that breastplate of righteousness on. Jesus has already made it. He's made the exchange. He took our sin and to give us the righteousness of God so that we can be made the righteousness of God. But now Paul tells us in Ephesians, we got to put it on. We've got we to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Come on, somebody say amen. Because let me just under, underride this with this. Righteousness... Is the key it is the key I'm going to show you how it is the key that's why Satan targets it because it is the key this breastplate of righteousness now what purpose does the breastplate serve well if you were to look at the soldiers and warfare in the day that they would wear uh, these uh, uh, this armor it would protect his vital organs as it would cover the torso And it would protect his lungs, and it would protect his heart, and so on. And without this breastplate, let me tell you, it was asking for death. I mean, almost instant death. If you didn't have this protection on, you you weren't going to make it very long. And, and, And with a sturdy breastplate, when the attacks come against you that would normally take you out because the enemy's aiming at the heart or the head... That's what they're trained in in hand-to-hand combat like that and with their arrows and with their spears is go for the heart. They didn't want a leg wound. They didn't want an arm wound. They wanted to take you out by the heart or the head. So you got to put on the helmet of salvation. You had to have the helmet on, but you had to have the breastplate on as well. And with this sturdy breastplate, what the enemy normally would bring against you that would kill you will bounce off of you, will ricochet off of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so righteousness is, is associated with this protective armor of the breastplate because in Proverbs 4 and 11 and 4, it says, Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. In this battle, when the enemy is trying to bring death, it's righteousness that delivers you from the blow of death. So without righteousness, we leave ourselves open to this almost certain death that the enemy wants to bring to us. First a spiritual death and then even a quick physical death because the enemy would love nothing else but to kill, steal, and destroy and take you out as quick as he can. But with righteousness, just as with a breastplate, uh, what was otherwise fatal is now thwarted. And I want you to be prepared as you go into this Christmas season that what the enemy meant to take you out this season, to take your family out, you're going to go out of here and you're going to have your breastplate of righteousness. You're going to have your helmet of salvation. You're going to have your shield of faith. And, and every fiery dart that the enemy's sending against your heart and head is not going to take effect, it's not going to take you out. This is going to be the best Christmas you've ever had in your life. Don't go and say it anymore that Christmas time is when I get depressed, you can say that the old me, but I'm a new me
1: now, hallelujah
0: and God has provided a breastplate of righteousness to protect my heart from the attacks of the enemy during this season and I'm coming through it blessed in Jesus name hallelujah So if you're concerned about finances or health or family or past or your present or your future or mistakes you've made or any of this stuff, let me tell you what. You just do not let that be the bullseye for for the battle that you're in. Because to your surprise, the, the devil understands something that most Christians don't understand. See, the Bible does not call Satan the enemy of all prosperity. The devil's just trying to take my money. He's trying to take my money. Well, that's, that's kind of one of the side things he does, but that's not his focus, okay? The Bible doesn't call him the enemy of all health. Oh, the devil's trying to make me sick and kill me. Now, he'd love to do that, and he, that is part of the plan, but that's not his ultimate per, uh, focus. Well, the devil's trying to steal my peace. No, the Bible doesn't say he's the enemy of all, uh, sickness, all health, or he's the enemy of all peace or all wisdom, or all love, or all joy, or any of that stuff. But the Bible in Acts 13 and 10 says that he is the enemy of all righteousness. Wow. So he's not after all health and all money and all your uh, your family and all this stuff. He's after all righteousness. Because he knows that if he can knock down the gate of righteousness, then he has access to your whole city of life. He can come in and take your health and take your wealth and take your family. And he knows if I can get through the gate, this fortified gate, if I can get through there, my my demon hordes can just go in and attack wherever they want. So he knows that the gate of righteousness will keep him out and keep him from coming in. You've got to put on the breastplate of righteousness. So Satan is the enemy of all righteousness. And the reason being because he knows that righteousness is the key to our victory in every area of our life. Now maybe you've never heard that, but you need to hear it today right from the Word of God, that righteousness is the key to all victory in your life. And that's why the devil spends so much time attacking the gift of righteousness in your life. Let me tell you what, he tries to put inferiority back in you. He tries to keep you thinking lower of yourself than what God says about you. He tries to make you feel rejected. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. He wants you to feel like you're not good enough. He wants to tell you you don't measure up, you never will measure up, you never have measured up. You're going to end up being just like what your dad said you're going to be or this person said you're going to be. He tries to make you think that that, that God is angry with you. He wants you to think that God is disappointed disgusted with you. He wants you to try to think that God is tired of you or God is through with you. I'm here to tell you the devil is a liar. He is a liar. Because I'm not going to let this happen in your life. I believe God put me in your life and you in my life for one of the reasons of me to come alongside and to encourage you from what the Word of God says so that you can be more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus and more than an overcomer that he has called you to be. That you can live your life being the head and not the tail and above only and not beneath. Uh, That you can walk in victory and you can walk in anointing and you can walk in power and you can walk in authority. That's what the Word of God says about you and I'm a coach coming alongside saying don't you give up and don't you give in and don't you believe the lies of the enemy the devil is a liar and I rebuke and resist every plan that he has in the name of Jesus against you right
1: now hallelujah and I'm here for the long haul with you until righteousness has been established in you and you are established in
0: righteousness what did Jesus say in Matthew 6 and 33 from what I read in the Word of God
1: he says seek first my kingdom and my righteousness if you need everything else all you got to do is put first his kingdom and his righteousness. The devil wants to take the righteousness mindset out of you but you got to cover your heart. you got to protect your heart. And say devil, your lies aren't getting in. Your, Your undermining words aren't getting in,
0: in Jesus' name. Because righteousness means you have right standing. This means that you can have right, you can stand right in the presence of God without a sense of guilt without a sense of shame without a sense of condemnation without a sense of inferiority without a sense of fear without a sense of rejection you can stand and you can get to know him intimately and all that other
1: junk that unrighteousness causes that condemnation causes uh, that pushes you away from God and tells you you can't have God you can't touch God you can't know God i'm telling you you Say, wait a minute, you got to get out of the way. In the name of Jesus, I come boldly to the throne of grace. I'm going to be intimate with my God and know Him and know His heartbeat for my life. Hallelujah.
0: Think about it for a moment. Once you give your life to Christ, God is pleased with you. Think about it. Once you give your life to Christ, God is pleased with you. Now you may have tried to convince yourself in the past that you're pleasing to God, but until you receive the gift of righteousness, until by faith you appropriate and receive the gift of righteousness, you will never truly feel like you please the Lord. I'm telling you, the enemy has a wedge there. I've seen saved folks who have not put on the breastplate of righteousness, who have not protected their heart, and because they have not protected their heart, even though they're a Christian, they got the helmet of salvation, they know that they, they know that all this stuff they're supposed to have... They know all this stuff that should be theirs but they don't know why it's not happening and it's because every time they got to stand up against the devil as they stand up with God, condemnation comes in and says, you know what, you ain't good enough. You made a mistake. You didn't do this right. You didn't say that right. You didn't pray that right. You didn't follow through with that. Look, And, you didn't, you know, and next thing you know, that condemnation causes you to lose your confidence and your faith basically is like a balloon with this air let out of it. It just goes flat. And we know without faith it's impossible to please God. You're not going to walk in the pleasure of God. God's pleasure is for you to be the head and not the tail. God's pleasure for you. He said, I've given you all authority over all the power of the enemy. He by no means shall harm you. He should be like a scorpion or a serpent under your feet. You should be trampling on him. When you get up in the morning, instead of you saying, where is the devil? I need to run. You need, the devil needs to say, oh my goodness, where is he at? I need to run. I'm telling you, Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We need a church that's got confidence that will come up against the gates of hell rather than hiding in the shadows uh, hoping hell never
1: knows their name. I want hell to know my name uh, because when they come to know me, I'm going to say it's in the name of Jesus that I'm coming against you by the blood of the Lamb and the word of God. I'm coming against you. I was called to come against the gates of hell, not run from the gates of hell. It's time we stop running from what the devil threatened us and let the devil run from what we threatened him hallelujah
0: hallelujah when you receive the gift of righteousness by faith you understand you're not in the process of being made the righteousness of God no it's not a process of being made righteous you're in the process of learning about the righteousness you already have we're in the process of living out the righteousness of God that we have in Christ Jesus let me tell you what righteousness is foundational it's foundational that's why in Acts it says the enemy is uh, the enemy of all righteousness he's not he's trying to come against righteousness so let's look at some foundations of righteousness and what it brings righteousness is the foundation for so many blessings I don't have time today to talk about it, but let me give you several one it is the foundation to favor You want to walk in favor? You want to live in favor? You want to declare favor over your children and your grandchildren? You want to to know that I don't have to beg God for favor? I can declare favor because favor is already mine because it it comes from righteousness. The righteousness of God. Psalms 5 and 12, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You shall surround him as with a shield. Hallelujah. So not only with favor, but there's protection there that comes from it. That's that breastplate of righteousness. He says that the foundation of righteousness is also the foundation of prosperity. It is. Proverbs thirteen twenty two. a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but God's got a work going on. The wealth of the wicked, they think they're working hard and they're trying to build up their kingdom. And God says, ha, 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 ha. God's going to do a divine transfer. He's storing it up for the righteous. So when you receive the righteousness of God that comes to you in Christ Jesus as a gift that God has given you as part of the atonement, as part of the plan of God for you to rise up above the plan of the enemy you got to know that God's going to finance everything everything he's called you to do everything he's promised you you got to know that God's going to take care of you he is Jehovah Jireh he is our God our provider he does own the cattle on a thousand hills in the hills that they graze upon I'm telling you every diamond and every uh, 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 stone that you would find precious metal and precious stone is created by God given by God the gold and the silver belongs to the Lord let me tell you what there's no shortage with God but what we got to do is we got to come out from under condemnation which causes our faith to deflate and our hope to be uh, discouraged so that we don't receive what God has already provided for us in His Son Jesus Christ. It's like trampling underfoot the blood of Jesus. But when you receive the gift of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus, there's a confidence that rises up in you. The condemnation goes and the confidence comes uh, and you go, I'm a man, I'm a son, I'm I'm a daughter of the most High God, I shouldn't be sitting on the back of the bus. It's time I own the bus. Come on now. It's not time for me to be back here begging bread. It's time for me to open a bakery and let the overflow feed the hungry in the community because my God shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory. There is no limit. There is no shortage. It's all being stored up and He wants to transfer it to the righteous. Hallelujah. We see righteousness is also the foundation of healing. Remember, as I said, righteousness is the gate of your life. And if the enemy can break down the gate, then he comes in and he brings sickness and disease and poverty and all this stuff that he brings. But, but when righteousness is, is fortified, it also gives the, 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 the release of healing. Malachi 4 and 2, he says, But you who fear my name, the son of righteousness, who? The son of righteousness shall arise. With healing in His wings. Come on, receive the Son of Righteousness. Receive His righteousness. Receive His righteousness right now. You will go, I'm telling you, you're going to be like a a, a stall-fed calf. You're going to get so fat and healthy so fast it took the devil 50 years to try and break you down to the place you are but you're gonna be like a stall-fed calf you're gonna get your health back you're gonna get your strength back don't you declare that my best was behind me you declare the best is ahead of me my strongest days are ahead of me my my days of less pain is ahead of me I'm telling you knees you better walk in the righteousness of God elbows you better stop creaking and you better start operating uh, with the anointing that the righteousness of God brings uh, because the Son of Righteousness shall rise over my life with healing in His wings. Hallelujah. We see that righteousness is the foundation to victory over sin. Some people say, well, Christians, you know we sin every day in word, thought, and deeds. Don't say that. Don't say that. Because sin breaks the heart of God. Sin is violating the will of God. You should say, I am committed to live a life that honors God. And if I try to do it in my own righteousness, the Old Testament shows me I'm going to fail. But if I take this supernatural, divine exchange of a God-given righteousness in me, look at here what happens. Awake to righteousness and you won't sin. There's a power that righteous... Oh, I'm just... Oh, hallelujah. There's a power... That righteousness unlocks within you that gives you the Holy Ghost strength to say no to what God doesn't want and yes to what God does want. You desire it. You hunger after it. You crave to do what pleases the Lord. You're most blessed when you please the Lord. When you have a negative thought, the enemy sends to you, you're like, I'm not putting up with this trash. This is like eating some sugary junk food that's going to make me feel worse. Get out of here, devil. I'm going to think on the things of God. And then we see that righteousness is also the foundation to wisdom. Oh, let me tell you what. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. Let me tell you what. There's a storage. There's a storage. Right now, the Bible says, of all the wisdom of God. Everything you need to know, every decision you need to make, every problem you think you have, God's got an answer. He's got an, it's not that you've got to talk to Him and He's got to think about it. It's already stored up. It's already stored up. He stores up sound wisdom for the righteous, the upright. And there again, He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. There's a protection. There's protection because righteousness brings protection. It is the breastplate of righteousness. Hallelujah. What a tremendous divine gift God has given us of righteousness. A gift that will protect you, a gift that will provide for you, will bring you favor, bring you prosperity, bring you healing, bring you victory over sin, bring you wisdom, bring you authority, bring you anointing, bring you power. I could go on and on. No wonder, no wonder the devil has declared war on righteousness. Because the devil wants to defeat you, he, he wants to you to be influenced by your feelings and your image of yourself to be controlled by people and what they think about you. Let me tell you what. He's the enemy of righteousness. But I want you to have a right I want you to have righteousness established in your life. The Bible says in Isaiah 54 and 14 that we can be established in righteousness. Not just a, a preaching, not just a sermon, we can be established. I pray before the next 15 minutes, and you walk out of here after our communion service, that this message will not something you be heard and it's in the past, maybe even something you discussed, but it's in the past. I pray that you would join with me, and by the Holy Ghost's guidance and direction, we would get we would like dig a, po- dig a hole and set the post and pour some concrete in it. And let it set, be established. We're not going to be moved. We're not going to be moved. The devil's not going to talk me out of the, the righteousness that I have now. He's not going to get me. He, I know he's going to attack it, but he's not getting it anymore. I'm putting on my breastplate of righteousness. Amen. And, you, you know, that, that's so very important. I believe that this teaching is so important for us because once we understand it and we are established in righteousness, I guarantee your life's going to be changed forever. So you got to learn to put on the breastplate of righteousness because satan fights dirty he fights dirty he condemns he wants you to feel guilty he wants you to lose your confidence okay he wants you to neglect the protective armor that god has for you but you can't do it so you got to take care of the heart and the head so not only with the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness he said and above all above all the shield of faith so that you can what quench every fiery dart of the enemy because the enemy is trying to send these fiery darts into your heart and into your head So that as the enemy back then would do, those fiery darts would go in and burn from the inside out. Destroy them from the inside out. That's exactly what the enemy's trying to do to you. He's trying to destroy you from the inside out. What's going on in your head and what's going on in your heart. We've got to get healed up from it today. We've got to get established in righteousness by putting on our breastplate of righteousness, making sure our helmet of sozo, our salvation is on so that these fiery darts with our shield of faith, we can quench every, 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 fiery dart of the enemy. Hallelujah. So we've got to learn to do this because Satan's not going to stop what he does. His name is Diablos. Did you know that? Diablos. And it's made up of two Greek words, dia and balos. Dia means to penetrate and balos means to throw, to throw. Okay. So that explains how he operates. His name, he throws accusations. He throws condemnation. He throws fear. He throws slander. He throws lies. He throws, he throws, he throws, he throws until he penetrates. And the fiery dart will destroy you from within. And if it gets into your heart uh, through the breastplate of righteousness, if you don't have that on, then the next thing you know, you walk in in condemnation, which, which is a deflated balloon when it comes to faith. And now you can't do anything that pleases the Lord because you don't have faith. Because you're living under condemnation. The condemnation's got to go. The condemnation's got to go. If the devil is so committed to come against righteousness, we should be extra committed to making sure we put on and establish in the righteousness that God has for us. If the devil's going to spend a thousand hours telling you, "You're never going to make it. You're never going to make it. You're never going to make it." Look at you. Look at what you've done. Look at the mistakes you've made. You'll never recover. You've made the, you're the biggest fool that's ever lived. He just goes on and on and on and on. I think the more we should say, "I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and what God has said is going to happen is going to happen. I will arise and I will go forth in the name of Jesus, who is my God, my Lord, and my host." Hallelujah. So we've got to take on the shield of faith along with our breastplate of righteousness and our helmet of salvation. And when you do this, the Bible says in Isaiah 54 and 17, okay, I'm wrapping it up here. Look here. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. you got to get this you got to get this. It don't matter if it's Christmas season. It don't matter if it's spring. It don't matter if it's summer. It don't matter if it's fall. It don't matter if it's short days, long days.
1: No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: So I leave you with this, the words of Jesus. Behold, I give you authority. Behold, I give you authority. Behold, I give you authority. And that authority is to be used. How do you use it? you got to trample on serpents. you got to trample on scorpions. You can't let the devil come up and act as though he's the big bad one here. you got to say, I'm the big bad dude here in Christ Jesus, and you're under my feet. And you gotta trample underfoot. You gotta trample them underfoot. That means you gotta stand up. What did he say when you put on the whole armor of God so you can stand? And of it is sitting back and saying, if God wanted it, it's going to happen. Now you got to get up and mean business and say, Jesus was willing to stand up and go to the cross for me and carry that tree up that hill for me and take those stripes upon his back for me and wear that crown of thorns for me. And he was willing to take those nails in his hands for me and those nails in his feet for me. And he was willing to be beaten and bruised and crossed and spit at for me. And he was willing to have a sword placed in his side for me. Then I'm
1: going to tell what he said. I'm going to stand up against the devil. I'm going to be a part of an advancing church uh, that is coming against the gates of hell. Behold, I give you authority to trample underfoot every scorpion uh, and every serpent uh, and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. It's time we either believe God's word or not believe God's word. Walk walk in God's word or stop talking God's word. I want you established in righteousness uh, and you need to rise up and say, I receive it right now. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and I can drown my heart with it. The devil's not going to take me down. The devil's lies are not going to wear me out. The devil's not getting me off track. No, no. In all things, I will be more than a conqueror of those who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, would you say?
0: Lord, we stand before You this morning. We stand before You, Lord. We raise our hands. We know unless we surrender to Your Lordship, we cannot participate in any of this that You have for us. Take the relationship. And oh, that sin of Adam that we were born with has separated us from You. But You made a way. Hallelujah. Jesus, You are the way. The bridge that brings us back. Into our original created water so Jesus Jesus you said whoever calls upon the name of Jesus shall be saved call upon his name if you've not Jesus
1: Jesus
0: Jesus my healer Jesus my deliverer Jesus my provider Jesus my overcomer Jesus Jesus my righteousness Jesus Jesus, Oh, I need you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. There's no other name under heaven given among men that we might be saved. Jesus, Jesus. We overcome that red dragon by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Jesus, you shed that blood. Jesus, Jesus. There's power in your name silver and gold is not what you need but what you need is to rise up in the name of Jesus you need to rise up in the name of Jesus circumstances of life have held you down things that were out of your control has held you back words of man has set you down but I'm here to tell you call on the name of Jesus and I reach out my hand of faith and I say rise up and begin to walk in the provision that Jesus has brought of salvation and forgiveness of sin and a cleansing and a washing and a renewal and a transformation hallelujah and righteousness Jesus Jesus oh ask you for his forgiveness Oh, Jesus, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. He said, if you will repent, the Bible says, and ask for forgiveness, you don't have to carry the consequence of that for the rest of your life. You don't have to carry the burden of that for the rest of your life. You don't have to carry the damnation of that for the rest of your life.
1: Oh, Jesus, Jesus, forgive me, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, I turn to You. I turn to
0: You to be my Lord and my Savior. I confess You, Jesus, to be the Lord of my life. I surrender to You. I surrender to You. My life is Yours. I confess Your Lordship because I believe that God has raised You from the dead. You are alive. I want You to live through me put on the helmet of salvation and I put on this breastplate of righteousness Lord I am your child and I'm operating by faith and you said I need to participate in your provision by putting it on I take hold of it I put it on I cover my heart with your righteousness It's, it's a gift you who were without sin took on my sin took on my sin, that now I can become the righteousness of God in you. I receive your gift of righteousness and I cover my heart with it. No more condemnation. No more inferiority. No more panic attack. No more. No. I'm establishing myself right now. I am rooting myself. I am grounding myself in your righteousness. Just tell him. You gotta walk this through. You gotta talk this through. I'm putting it on, Lord. I'm fastening it on. Hallelujah. And above all, I'm taking the shield of faith. Lord, as we can now go forward quenching every fiery dart of the enemy. I'm not afraid. Just tell him, Lord, I'm not afraid to do what you've called me to do. I'm not afraid to step out into, even if it's it's not something I know exactly what it is, all the details. Lord, I'm not afraid to do what you've called me to do no fear except to fear you Lord with reverence as I worship you just tell it right now I'm yours Lord I want to live for you I want to fulfill the purpose you have for my life so here am I send me Lord